BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hey, girl. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, perfectly. Sabrina and I have known each other pretty much our whole lives. Our mothers were good friends and our older brothers played baseball together. Well, my brother. And wait, remind me, what's the connection? Whitney, my, my Ryan, we both have a brother named Ryan. Yes, and my I Ryan know. Ryan <laughs> is named after your Ryan. Did you realize that? I feel like I loosely knew that. I just forget all these facts as time yes. is goes on but like when you say it I'm like oh yes duh I know that your mom and my mom were in mommy and me or some something Mm -hmm. with our oldest siblings which is Mm -hmm. Ryan for you and 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 my sister Mm -hmm. right so then Ryan whatever yes there you go (laughs) right and so there's there's two Ryan's there's there's a family connection and so we've known each other forever we've grown up together Sabrina is best, best friends with my older sister, Ashley, but we've been able to maintain a relationship just because we're cool and we love each other. And like, just because we're cool. like (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's start with inclusivity and body image stuff, because you are such a champion for that. And you've recently become more open about talking about it on your social. I know you Mm -hmm. were kind of like, a little bit scared to start this social presence of yours. Like it's pretty fairly new for you. So what Mm -hmm. was it like? Like what made you finally decide that you wanted to like create this presence and talk about inclusivity and your own body image and everything? Cause like, I know it was something you were marinating on for a while. I think for people that don't know, I'm six foot two, three, and I'm a plus size, like I'm like six, three and wear like a 2022. So I'm a big girl. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed the people who do do that, what I'm doing now, like plus size fashion or just existing in a bigger body on social are expected to like fight this body image societal standard. And suddenly they're the spokesperson for plus size and fashion inclusivity and, and not just in fashion. Then all of a sudden I really just wanted to do fashion. I've always been into plus size fashion but sharing that comes with sharing body discussions, which I didn't really want to do. I'm not a warrior for inclusivity in the sense of like, I'm not, I don't want to fight that fight all day and be like you, but then it just becomes natural because people are interested in how can you 
exist in your body in such a positive space and not be insecure and love fashion. So I think it comes naturally, like you have to fight that fight. And the more I exist, the more I have to talk about it or choose to, Uh and I'm happy to, I just, you know, I didn't go into it wanting to be this warrior of inclusivity. And obviously I believe in inclusivity, but you don't always want to talk about it all day and be the face of it and fight brands and, you know, but naturally that's what comes with this. So here we are. Yeah. I think I found that it's best to just, instead of, like you said, focus on being like this warrior, feeling like you have to fight this fight for everybody's sake. Like, I feel like all that we really have to do as a responsibility, like in having a platform is just share like our existence and what's Mm -hmm. going on and our experience. And that in and of itself is enough. You know, it's not like that is exactly it for me though. Yeah. People are, I think, I mean, not that I'm become some huge deal, but it has grown and I do have like a very lovely, positive community. And I Mm -hmm. think the difference is they see that my truth and my existence is positive in my body. And I just exist in this body and I don't, God willing, obviously we all overcome things, but like, I haven't had this huge internal depression battle based on my body. Trust me. I got a lot of other depressive episodes, but it hasn't necessarily been indicative of my weight or because of my weight. Uh And I think that that's interesting to people and attractive to people because it hasn't dictated my, my life. Right. And it's something that dictates so many women's lives, no matter their size, no matter their size, a hundred percent. So like for you, when you look in the mirror, like, how do you actually feel about your body? Gosh, it's so interesting. You know, it's different always, but Uh I think that's why I love clothes so much because what I'm wearing is what makes me feel so good and how to express myself. So when I'm in an outfit that I love, or when I'm able to buy design, express myself in that way, I look in the mirror and I think like, she's rad. Like she looks good. Like I'm, but then obviously there's times, especially not maybe in the mirror, but in a my grandma always said, I've never met a mirror I don't like, but then I'll look at a picture and I'm like, whoa, Mm -hmm. is that, is that the same girl that's in the mirror? So sometimes I have those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely on the bigger end of where I've ever been or, you know, postpartum is a whole nother thing. My body shifted and, Mm -hmm. you know, we all like my stomach was always bigger, but now it hangs. Like there's things that I see that I'm like, whoa, is that me? But then it's also like, it sure is. And it had two kids and I can still wear cool clothes and who cares? A tummy is just a tummy. Right. Well, that's that's what what I was going to ask. Like, how do you then talk yourself off the ledge when you do start to feel insecure about it? I think then I change my outfit or then I wear something that I know I feel more secure in or that I know is more quote unquote, which is something I just learned. Flattering can be like a negative word because when you say flattering, people think it means you're trying to look skinnier, but too bad for me. Flattering just means it's something that makes me feel like I look my best. And if my best means thinner, sure. If my best means I think it's the most fashionable thing or the hippest thing, then whatever it is, it Mm -hmm. makes me feel my best. So like in those times where it's really hard to get dressed, you can't get out the door, you know, you're throwing everything you own on the floor and on your bed and nothing is working, revert to what you know works. You know, you have to have a a capsule collection of things that you know make you feel your best, regardless of if you are your biggest, your smallest, postpartum milk is come, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you have to have items that make you feel confident. And that's how you get out the door. And that's when you talk yourself off that ledge. And are you going to let being 10 pounds, 50 pounds, a hundred pounds over your goal weight, like not let you live your life. You're going to miss out on things. You Mm -hmm. can't. So you just got to talk yourself out of that and think of things. This is worth it. Like I'm going to wear something that makes me look my best and that's it. Right. 
And do you think about like weight loss all the time? Is that like something that's on mm-hmm. your mind or like, no? Nope. The only time I really think about weight loss, like for example, this exact moment, my back kind of hurts today. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, is this because I worked out yesterday and my weight is higher and things aren't working as well? I want to feel good. Like right. how do I clean up my act to feel my best? But I never think of it like, don't eat that burger. Like you're, you're in ketosis or I don't have like a diet mindset or a weight loss mindset. I have at certain times in my life, but it's just not in my rhetoric. Like it's not, it's not there. But if you go, I mean, that that's so healthy to me. And you can tell me if I'm pushing too hard. If you go to your doctor, it like, mm-hmm. what do they say to you? Does it ever, are they ever urging you to yeah. lose weight? Like what are, so what, I think yeah. that's like such a huge, that's another thing. Any overweight person is going to tell you that there is a, a fat phobia and a bias in society and yeah. unfortunately in the medical world. I have had both positive and negative experiences with that. My OBGYN is wonderful and we've talked about weight and my weight. She's never made me feel like an issue that I've had is because of my weight. But like she taught me, everyone has a weight threshold. Mine might be so shocking to somebody like you. Like my weight threshold might be 280 pounds. Like that's where if I pass that, things internally, medically, scientifically start to fall apart but I could be super, super healthy at 279 pounds. And then at 282 pounds, that's when my risk for diabetes, my risk for blood, you know, whatever it is skyrockets. And then I lose 20 pounds and I'm back at 265 and I'm a perfectly healthy person where somebody hears that number and they're like, you're obese and needs, you know, everybody's threshold is different. You can't judge by the look. And yeah, people, doctors have said lose weight. And I'm, but that's not the cure-all to everything. It does help, for, especially if you've crossed your threshold. But sometimes it's completely, you know, has nothing to do with why you're at the doctor's office. And, and you find a doctor that cares and it's not just going to talk about weight. I think that's with anyone and anything. Find a doctor that's looking to really help you and cares, whether it's about weight or not. Like, it's yeah. just a personal thing. Yeah, I feel like I, I talk about that a lot, about finding a, a doctors that are like more about holistic healthcare and like looking mm-hmm. at your whole lifestyle as opposed to just focusing on the the numbers of it, you right. know, like looking at how much you're sleeping, looking at your mental health, looking mm-hmm. at what you're eating, looking mm-hmm. at how you're taking care of yourself, like all those things factor into it. It's not necessarily just a number on the scale. In terms of your own social circle or like other moms, you know, being in Southern California and being on social media, how do you deal with comparing yourself to other people? Wow. I think I'm in a really unique situation where I live in Newport beach. I went to high school here. We kind of, it's like, it feels very small town now. Like everyone's come home and it is a little cookie cutter. Like everyone is blonde and wears a size two and it's very, very cookie cutter. And I think because I'm from here was raised here. These are my friends when we were young, I've always been the outlier. So I've always existed in a world where I'm the outlier. I'm the funny friend. I'm the, this, I'm the, that, and it doesn't, I, so comparison's not even in my, you know, orbit because right. I've never had anyone to compare myself to because they've all been that they all must compare themselves endlessly, but I don't have that now. Ironically existing online, 
I compare myself to other plus size bloggers and influencers. Like this is a whole new mental game for me. I've never had that before. Interesting. Wait, Mm -hmm. so how do you compare yourself to them? Like what are the It's hard because, you know, now I'm like, well, I'm more stylish than that person. Why don't I have a half a million fold? Like I, I have a definitely a better eye. Oh, I'm much. And I'm like, whoa, that's not who I am. I'm not used to putting someone down to make myself feel better. Like, because I've never had, I've never been in like a neck and neck situation in that way. Totally. I'm an athlete, but that was based on a skill. This is like, why am I comparing my character traits to somebody else? Like I look at people more on a productivity level. Like I mm-hmm. look at influencers and I'm like, oh my God, they're doing so much. They're so connected to their community. They're always mm-hmm. posting everything like, and they have ad after ad. And I'm like, how do they have all these brand relationships every day while doing the rest? Yeah. Totally. I think the other thing that you have to remember that people tell me and yours is obviously on a grander scale is think about the amount of people that wish that their following grew like yours. Think about the amount of people that look at you and think, wow, like she's changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, like helping mom. She's all the things that you're doing and all the things that I'm doing. You're still making an impact and there's still people out there that turn to you, appreciate you and wish that they were doing or had what you had, which is not my goal. I'm not trying to make people wish that they had. Of course. It is like you always think for whatever you're comparing to, people are comparing to you. Right. No, I think that's such a healthy perspective and you have to check yourself when you're doing that for sure. Okay. And now a word from our brand partner. I am so happy that stacking jewelry isn't going out of style anytime soon. My current jewelry obsession is Golden, the best brand if you are looking for unique pieces. Their mission, make it by hand, make it personal, make a difference. Creating connections and giving back through every purchase. With Golden, you can personalize various styles. Modern personalization options allow you to create a piece that really tells your story. There are a million ways to make it your own. Each style is handmade just for you. Choose your metal, your size, and personal inscriptions to be hand-stamped by our makers. I have two rings, one with a T and one with an S engraved for my two guys. They're so adorable and so beautifully made. And knowing that the care that went into it is so deep just makes them even that much more special. Every order comes with letter-pressed, gift-ready packaging, a handwritten note, and a jewelry care kit. So just such a perfect option for gifts. They offer a happiness guarantee, and Golden believes in empowerment through craft by providing local craft workers in the Pacific Northwest with jobs, working within a process that reduces waste, recycles scrap, and increases material sustainability. Really obviously a dream company. Visit gldn.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours. That's golden.com, G-L-D-N, and use code WITHWIT at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Interior design is such an amazing outlet for my creativity right now. Sometimes when I get a little bit stumped with fashion, it's fun to turn that devotion and love for interior design into my focus. It's so much fun. And right now we've been dealing with our office renovation, which is taking freaking forever, but I'm just dreaming of it all, of all the cool tile we're using, of the fun decor we've chosen, of the paint colors we've got. And speaking of paint, I'm 
here to talk to you about an amazing new paint company that I've talked about a bunch before on my podcast. It's called Claire, and it's a new online paint brand that makes paint shopping simple. We all want to create a beautiful home that reflects our personal style, and paint is actually one of the easiest and least expensive ways to totally transform your home and make it feel more like you. Claire takes the hassle out of paint shopping with an extremely streamlined selection of designer curated colors, mess-free peel and stick paint swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. Visit Claire at www.claire.com slash withwit to get started and use code withwit to receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's www.claire.com dot com slash with wit with code with wit for five dollars off. Now back to my chat with Sabrina. The next big topic I wanted to talk to you about because you're just such an amazing friend and you seem like able to maintain all your friendships and like make new friends so easily. And for me, that's something I've talked about on here as like something that doesn't come as easily to me. I mean, I think one, you're just like super outgoing and you rely heavily on relationships, whereas I'm like a little bit more internal and I am just more of like a homebody and like a recluse. I think that kind of like lives in my blood a little bit, but I just like have a hard time making new mom friends (laughs) and I'm just like, how do you do it? Like, how do you maintain these relationships and like make new friends? (laughs) Well, first of all, I am such a, I'm like, my bed is my happy place. So I don't know that I'm a continuous like extrovert here, but I just love, it's what you said. Relationships are the thread of my life. Like Mm -hmm. I live for external relationships. I think you're probably, obviously like you, you have lifelong friendships too, but Mm -hmm. Alex, my husband, for example, like he doesn't need so much external stimulation Mm -hmm. from our household. Mm -hmm. He has his job. He can, he has, you know, whatever, a couple good friends. And like, really, he just needs me and the kids and like, stability in that way. And he's fulfilled. I mean, I love you, Alex, but it doesn't fill my cup all the way. I need, you know, relationships, girlfriends, different situations. Like, and I've just always, I mean, people are listening and they're probably like, not true, but (laughs) I've just always kept all my friends, like my friends from my water polo phase of life, my friends from my high school phase of life. I went to two different colleges, both. I've kept a handful of best friends from both. Like, but on the other hand, I will tell you, I think this phase of life that you and I are both in is for me is the hardest phase of new friendships because I don't crave them the way that the people in my surroundings do this new mom friendship stuff is not my cup. I don't want to go to preschool mom's night. I don't want to go to all these different mom's nights with the kids classrooms, parents. I know that sounds so nasty, but I'm like, like we just said, it's hard to get out of the house. You have a lot going on. We're working. We have our kids, our husbands, our families. If I'm going to go out on a Wednesday night, I want to see my old friends. I want to see people that I can talk to like this, that we're not talking about our children's. Listen, we love our kids. They're our first, most important thing. But sometimes you don't want to talk about them all night. I know. And it's like, where are they going to school? And like, what camp are they in? And like, how do you deal with their schedule? And you're just like, oh my God, this is so not what I wanted to be mm-hmm. like, this is not the kind of connection that I'm craving. And so, yeah, exactly. you just revert to your, to your old friends. And exactly. I like what you said about Alex, like not needing the external stimulation. Like I feel that way too. And, but I also appreciate that you feel otherwise. Those you connections like, like fuel my 
my soul. Like yeah. I love to learn about people. That's why like when you're like, oh, you make new friends easily. I'm like, I don't know that I make new friends easily, but like a friend that I do make, which is also a, a double-edged sword, I need to know everything about. Like uh-huh. I don't I don't know how to exist, which is something that I think I need to learn on the surface. I'm yeah. not good at like, which you'll find as Sunny grows. Like I'm now in the elementary school phase where Coco is starting. I have an eight-year-old for people who don't know and a four-year-old. And the eight-year-old is making her own relationships now. And you have to be friendly enough with the other parents, but they don't have to be my best friends. And I'm just not good at that. I either really, really like you and want to know everything about you, or unfortunately, I'm just kind of like, hello, goodbye. Like, I don't know how to small talk. Right. I know. But it's like, how do you deal? I guess when they get a little older, they can start to have their own relationships and you can just like drop them off or yeah, but you got to keep it nice. But you got to keep it nice and Mm -hmm. you got to. Like it's it's interesting because you're like you can sort of tell if you're gonna like someone or want to be friends with mm-hmm. them, and so then it's like how do you balance that? Like how do you not hurt their feelings if you know that you right. don't want to like get too close, and it, then you feel like a bitch. Exactly, and here it's so like clicky small town. Everyone knows each other. It's like the kids' friends are the parents' friends, and everyone's familial friends, and everyone travels together, and it's. Just, you know, it's not a big city. It's not LA and New York. Like everyone does one little charity with the mom, you know, like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. very hard to like maneuver mommy friends because of kid phase. And totally. I'm not good at it. And I, this sound, it makes me feel mean to like say this out loud because like, I'm like, I don't have time, but I just, I don't have energy. No, and- I think most people feel the same way as you. And I feel like if we just said it out loud and said it to each other, that everything would be better and we'd be able to just like deal and not take everything so personally. I, I wish, you know, I, I do feel like people are like, she's a bit, you know, whatever, or whatever. Or- yeah. You have to take care. That's when you have to set boundaries and tell yourself, like, I'm doing this to take care of myself. I remember at the beginning of COVID. Oh, so dark. You want to talk about that? Yes, a little bit. Like, I feel like you had some issues with friends and differing mm-hmm. opinions and being in like a diff- different political landscape than what you agreed yeah. with. I think, yeah, I think more than ever. And that is something like maybe that should be the whole podcast topic. A post pandemic post 2020 election, post Roe v. Wade friendships are being tried. You know, obviously we're our age, we're not our parents' age. So maybe I'm saying this out of care, you know, out of step. We are so in such different places than our moms and their friends were, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. like five years ago, I didn't, and I'm political. Like I, that's my, my major in college is Mm -hmm. political science. Like I don't, I'm not someone who's like, oh, I don't talk about politics. But I'm someone who always didn't care what your political opinion was. I wasn't interested in it. Now I feel like we we operate differently. It's a little bit more. It, it affects us in a deeper, different way. More, there's more at stake. I never realized our rights could be taken away. So if you were pro life and if you didn't want me to have a choice, it kind of was like, okay, haha. Like I respect that. I know you're religious. I have no problem with that. But it's never going to take my rights away. So let's talk about why you think that. Now I'm like how can you think that I've had kids and I've had surgeries that were not my choice and I will die. So how can I be friends with someone who's like, sorry, like your life's not important to me. Mm -hmm. But after the pandemic, Oh God, here's, here's the, (laughs) during the pandemic, some of my most important friends that had my best friend for 20 years, I was her maid of honor, you know, people really, really close to me had very, very, very strong opinions differing from mine and were very vocal about them, you know, no masks, no vaccines, no. And I never would have imagined that that would 
be something you couldn't get past, but Mm -hmm. it was, you know, not, and there was never a blow ups. There was never, but it was very hard to exist. I was at home a lot. I was wearing masks and these people weren't, this is pre-vaccine, you know, right off the jump. Yeah. And fundamentally, and I'm sure they would love to hear me say I was scared, but I was scared. I was scared of a virus that was killing people. I was respectful of knowing my father's had a kidney transplant. And if I want to see him, I can't see people like things. I just maneuvered in a way that wasn't the case for the majority of people in my life. Uh And it did change the thread of my relationships and relationships that I never expected to change or would have ever thought because we've had trials and tribulations. We've been through so much. We love each other so much, but things just changed. And I think people changed. And I, you know, you can say a leopard doesn't change its spots, but you can't say that 2020 didn't change people. It did. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that things came up that we never realized we were going to have to deal with. They really like exposed extremes and ways people think. And mm-hmm. it's stuff that we never had to deal with before. For a long time, it was like, this is going to change. You know, like right now I'm living one way, they're living another, and then we'll all go back to normal yeah. when things get better. But unfortunately, I think it took so long and then there was an election and then there was all of these things, Mm -hmm. guns, abortion. Mm -hmm. I think too much has happened that, that it, my life has gone back to quote unquote normal, Mm -hmm. but my normal is different now. You know, I do everything and I'm, I really, like, I took my mask off very quickly. Like, it's not even like I was an extreme, truly. I fly, I flew, I traveled, like I wasn't even that cautious, but but there just was no turning back because I don't think it was a safety or a behavioral. I think it was a fundamental shift in rhetoric and in belief systems and in, and, and we've never talked about it, but like, it's just, there's no going back. I know, but how can you differentiate between what's personal and what's politics? You figure that out and you figured out the world, right? Like <laughs> why why can't there be peace in the Middle East? Yeah, peace in the streets, totally. as you and Timmy would say. Yeah, like, totally. like if you can separate personal beliefs and politics, then we wouldn't be sitting here. That's I know. the I know. it's so heavy. And I used to, as I said, think it was it was more simple, but yeah. it's not anymore. I know. And as you said, it everything feels extreme. Like right. I really really I'm somewhere in the middle. And I'm not just saying that, like, I'm pretty self-aware. I know when I, I have strong opinions, I'm loud, I can Mm -hmm. be polarizing, but they also shift. And like, you can talk to me and I can change my mind. Like I'm not someone who's like based in theology or something that makes me not shift my opinion. Right. but I think a lot of people have gone one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel the same. And I wish everyone would just start listening and hearing each other out as opposed mm-hmm. to it being so aside versus aside. But ugh, we keep on saying even just us talking this out helps people to feel more comfortable doing that and maybe realizing that their extremism is not helping the situation. It's only hurting it. And surrounding yourself with people who only think like you, right? Like, like friendships can't just be with people who look, dress, think, and exist in your realm. No, it's so true. But I think that's what's happening. People are becoming so insular. Uh And so like, especially with social media, you see someone posting things you love and agree with and align with. And that's the only thing you're willing to see anymore, you know, right, right, right. Which is on one hand, it's nice. You want people who look, especially if you're like me, like it was nice. The more plus size people you start following, if you're plus size, the more you see that 
that you can wear what you want, act how you want, live how you want. So that's mm-hmm. really lovely. But if you don't follow other people and other bodies, then you become only, you know, you have to look at you. We have to differentiate our minds. Yes. And and not be in such a bubble like we mm-hmm. are, especially the existences that we live in, you know, like. Right. I always say that about friendship circles here in Newport. Uh-huh. I'm like, these people think that things only exist in their little bubble. And even within our little city, there's, there's outliers of people who are just as worthy of your time and you don't even see them because you only see that bubble. And even on social media, like you kind of see the same things over and over again, but there's billions of people there, but we are only seeing this hundred thousand, whatever people posting the same thing. Right. Cause we are creating that bubble. Like we, well, I think the algorithm too. Yeah, probably. (laughs) And now a word from our partner. So we are leaving for our family trip this weekend. I'm so excited. It's really the first time in a long time that I don't feel stressed with packing. One, I've started way far in advance. And two, newly, this amazing new subscription clothing rental service has been so awesome. For just $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands in a range of sizes, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, and the option to buy what you love at a discount. Newly is designed to give you everything you need to get inspired, get creative, and really explore your style. You can check out new trends with them. You can check out new silhouettes, new sizes without any commitments. It's perfect for bringing your closet up to speed this summer. So say yes to all the summer trends, the sets, the checker prints, the crochet, without feeling that fast fashion yuckiness. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get 10 dollars off your first month of newly when you sign up with code with wit 10 just go to newly.com that's n u u l y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code with wit 10 and sign up to get 10 dollars off your first month that's n u u l y.com newly with two u's with code with wit 10 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes It feels like Sunny just got out for the summer and now the start of school is right around the corner. It flies. As you can see on my social, this kid is growing like a weed by the second. And honestly, it's really crazy how fast he's growing. He's growing out of all of his clothes. I'm on Macy's.com right now searching for his back to school wardrobe. He literally needs everything. Socks, shoes, pants, shirts, underwear, sweatshirts, everything. Here is what is in my bag so far. I've got Nike high top sneakers, a Tommy Hilfiger polo shirt, an Epic Threads camo print shirt, a polo Ralph Lauren twill short, and an amazing Spider-Man t-shirt. He can't wear characters to school, but I obviously love him and cannot help but spoil him with what I know he loves. Macy's has outfits from brands like Levi's, Free People, and Mango that are so good that the kids will want to lay them out the night before. And of course, no first day at school is complete without a backpack and new shoes. Macy's has the brands you love like Birkenstocks and Nikes. Do you have kids heading into college? Get dorm essentials like bedding. I remember shopping for my dorm room. So much fun. But yeah, you can get bedding, beauty blenders for the makeup savvy, Fitbits to make sure you're keeping healthy while on campus. 
Anyways, go to Macy's.com slash back to school to check out all these awesome new back to school specials. That's Macy's.com slash back to school. Now back to with wit. Okay. So getting into some more fun, lighthearted things, your social media, while it is obviously so empowering is also just like so much fun. You know, it's so fashion focused and there's so much just like you literally have links for everything. And I wonder sometimes like, cause when I'm just posting links and fashion stuff, like I sometimes feel a little shallow. Like how do you balance? Do you ever feel that way? (laughs) Do you ever feel like, gosh, I would, I like should be like the the majority of the stuff that I share. And this is not for me to call you out. I'm just saying like, I feel this way. And so I need some help not feeling this way, but like, well, first of all, you shouldn't because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, isn't that why people come to Whitney Port? Like you've had a fashion line when, when you, when you started your quote unquote career, right? Yeah. Like wasn't it at teen Vogue? Like, isn't that what you are? Like yes. not what you are. It's, it's a part of a yes. facet, but yes. like, like people want to know what you're wearing. I would hope like, like that's what bothers me so much. Stop coming to me. Well, even more you than me. Like, why are you going to her for political opinions? Go to her for her fashion. Right, Obviously, right. like you can share what you want and, tr- you know, but like, I don't think, I think you should feel the opposite. Link it all because first of all, you got to make that money. Yeah. And second of all, <laughs> it helps people and they want to know what you're wearing. They do. I would think yeah. like, like, I think you're doing them a service. And I believe that like you have a, you have an eye, you have a taste and people want to know, especially as it evolves, where do I buy that? How do I buy that? it's, it's insane to me how simple it is. People really want to know exactly what you're wearing, not even just looking at it and they can go find it. They want you to link it so that they don't have to do the work. Totally. And they want to know what size you're wearing Mm -hmm. and they want to know how it fits and they want to know. uh, Yeah. They want to know all the details. You're right. I think it's, it's my own personal insecurity and it's not based on truth. Yeah. The truth is people want more from you of that. Yeah. Every day, every single thing you do, they probably would like a link, you know? Interesting. For you, I mean, you work so hard with this stuff. Like, you're always... Thank you. People do not realize. I think everyone thinks they can do Instagram and link things. I'm like, no. This is so time consuming. I feel like you're really good about accessible fashion and affordable fashion. Like, is that because that's your passion or is that because that's who your follower is? Or is that because like inclusive sizing is more available with mm-hmm. those brands. It's because yeah. that, well, I feel this is like such a nuanced, heavy question yeah. because traditionally, historically, that's all that's made in plus size, right. like really like fast fashion, you know, contemporary line couture, even ready to wear. None of it has really been made until recently in extended sizing. Some brands are starting to extend, but the majority of clothing has been fast fashion for fat people. And I don't say fat people in a derogatory way. It's like, it's like you decide what, what word carries what connotation. I was listening to the Fosters the other day and they were like, is Jew a negative word? And it was like, well, it depends on how it's used. Same thing for fat. And I think like overweight fat plus size extended size shoppers have been conditioned to spend less and to look for fast fashion because it's what's been available to them. So it's become really hard to, to produce clothes for designers in the ready to wear contemporary space because the buyers aren't used to spending 300, 400, $500 on a jacket or a dress because they haven't been able to. So it's like such, I mean, now we're adding the mental side of that and it's, it's hard. 
I am willing to shop anywhere. Obviously, we all know what's happening in the world. And like sustainability is a really important idea and practice. But I'm I'm going to tell you, I I will buy something from Sheen. I will buy something from you know, whatever fast fashion is, if I love it and it's fashionable because I don't have the alternatives. I you can't don't have just as go, many options. Yeah. Right. And until, until that catches up, I'm going to keep shopping. I have a collab coming out, Ooh. just a minor plug. Yes. A couple more collabs in the pipes, but this one that's coming out Labor Day, they have a warehouse and they've really in LA and they've really tried to do 95% in-house sewing. They use dead stock fabrics like really sustainable. But I said, listen, I don't want my whole collab to be 300 to $500 because my followers aren't used to that majority. Like, like these, these women haven't been able to. So yes, we are doing that. But I also was like, we need some overseas production of a couple dresses that can be $150 that are a little bit more accessible because I don't want to, you know, not allow people to, to, I understand that. Like it's a shock. So I see both sides. Totally. And I think that because I'm sharing so much accessible or lower end or fast fashion, it's because it's what's available. And I spend a lot of time sourcing it. And I and I'm not embarrassed of that. But there's a reason why. No, that you shouldn't be embarrassed of that. But I just wonder how can ready to wear and contemporary and luxury brands like do a better job with this? I know for me firsthand, like with doing Cozy Co, I was like, I real and rent the runway. I was like, I really want to make this available to every shape and size possible. But then I have the people who are running the numbers who are literally like, just no, we can't, Mm -hmm. you know, like we can't purchase this much fabric. We can't this. It costs this much more to do it. And then like how many people are actually going to buy it, you know? And so it's just it's not a good system. And I just don't know, like, what's the fix? Same. It's complicated. My last collab with Show Me Your Moo was they were so committed to doing it inclusively. Every single item was from extra, extra small to 3X, but they had to create two SKUs. There was a, there was the standard size SKU and the plus size SKU. So then that doubles, you know, and the buyers really knew what to do and we sold it out in plus and like the numbers were really good. And it was, I'm able to say to people like, look at what happened here. Look how many people in a three X bought it here. Right. But it's, it's, that's the thing you got to invest in, in influencers and in marketing. Like mm-hmm. if you build it, they will come, but right. things take time. Right. Old Navy just failed. I don't know if you know that, oh, which really? is like, like, look at what it is. I'm not, I don't know how to say this without sounding a certain type of way. But to me, Old Navy is the most accessible company ever, right? Like we have Old Navy across in middle America, South, everywhere you go. So, and that's where the majority of, you know, size 18 plus women who are the majority of America live and it's accessible and it's priced right. And they failed. So if somebody like Old Navy is failing at doing this, how can somebody like C or Love Shack Fancy or yeah. You know, figure yeah. it out. How can you put that on a small brand? Right. They didn't fail. They didn't give it time. They put plus size in store and the, and it, and one quarter per, performed worse than prior and they're not waiting it out. It's going to take 2 years like to, you got to to grow the audience, mm-hmm. right? And it's and like they have so much in. money. So you're like how can right. then these companies that don't have the backing do it? Why do you think it failed? Was it like the design? What did you feel like it was lacking? The article, I don't remember if it was New York Times or Wall Street Journal. The article said that standard size girls that were coming to the store didn't have as many 
size options because it was being taken up by now carrying in store the extended sizing and it was screwing up their other bread and butter which you know and then like the 4Xs and the size 22s and 24s were ending up on the clearance rack and the size 2s and 4s and 6s were selling out. Well, that's a buyer's problem. Like that's, you, you didn't, you didn't do it right. And you're not going to do it right because you're, you're breaking the mold. So now you just have to invest for two years and then you're going to see the payoff. Like things take time and the money will be there. The research and market is all there, but people aren't willing to put in the time. And I don't know if that means they don't want to, they don't think the clothes look as good on bigger people that whatever the reasoning is, but people are just getting more and more excuses out because people are failing at it, which is such a bummer. I don't know how it changes. It changes with people like you who are doing these collabs and just talking about it. That's how it changes. But like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and showing that people want more and are willing to buy more. Some people do a really good job. Vince is extending sizes. Cynthia Vincent, who, you know, founded it, has left and created her own line called, I don't know how she likes to say it, B-A-A-C-A-L. It's extended sizing. Like Amazing. that's insanely cool. There's a company out of Brooklyn, Ray, W-R-A-Y. They go from extra, extra small to 6X. Oh, you know, there's people doing it with like contemporary lines that are small brands and, and they're seeing it work. And yeah. the other thing, like the collab I have coming in September, which is really cool in their sustainability practices, it's made to order. So you're not losing money and risking. You're not creating a certain number of pieces Mm -hmm. in this size and then not selling them and losing all the fabric. You're, you know, we could sell 403 X's and 22 mediums, or we could sell 600 mediums and five, three X's. And it won't make a difference because they're sewing it after it's sold. Yeah. So it's like, I think looking at different business models, like Mm pre-order and that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's saying, I'm sorry to the customer. You're going to have to wait two weeks after your order, but it's worth it for the world and for you. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite brands right now doing plus size stuff? I have to tell you, H&M, it sounds fast fashion. They're, do you know that they've their sustainability practices have, that's the key word today. Yeah, yeah. They have really clean, like, I think they have a thing on the bottom where you can like read about the foundation. And H&M is not fast fashion anymore in the sense of they're doing it cleanly and there's, you know, the consciously. Yep. And, and they have started putting more into their plus section. And when they do, it's the best. Like, it's rare that they do. It's kind of a lot of matronly cardigans, but H&M is, you know, Zara doesn't even touch plus H&M does. And so I'm grateful for that. And I told you that brand Ray, I really like, you know, I buy these, these things. Oh, you know, who also really does a cute, well, I told you Cynthia Vincent, Mara Hoffman does plus. Oh my God. No way. Uh Um, Mara Hoffman. Not for everything, but she does do pieces and she extends, which is awesome. And more and more, I think it's like, that's the thing. People don't know and making it people aware. Tanya Taylor uh-huh. does plus. Uh-huh. Like if you search, that's also, you just have to be savvy. Like on, on shop, Bob, it might be 5% of what they carry. But if you type in and you go narrow it down and you uh-huh. type in a size 20, like there are things there that you wouldn't realize people are producing in plus. And sometimes it's exclusively for shop bot, but it's uh-huh. there. Right. Tucker Nuck does the same thing. They produce certain pieces and like people are starting to extend and people don't know unless you really are shopping a lot or following people like me. And that's my biggest advice. J Crew kills it. That Olympia girl who's running. Have you seen her? The creative director? No, wait, I'm oh. going to Google it right now. I'm going to send you her. She is insane. Like, oh so she. 
I and love J. Crew. Timmy just opened up a package from J. Crew with these. He got great shirts and great pants. And J. Crew is running to a 24, and I would say 80% of their things now. No so, way. Amazing. Yep. So people, and I think they're, you know, that's a big box store, and they're doing it, and they're yeah. doing it really well. And I think they're making not just because it's accessible to me, which makes me like it more. I think even if I was in a standard size body, I would think they're doing much more fashion forward, cool, chic, classic pieces. Like J. Crew's killing it, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Looks super cute. The H&M conscious stuff, though, is really cute, too. Yeah, like I think it's much more on trend than it ever was. It's not like junky and, you know, like it's it's there's some good stuff. Yeah. What people don't realize is even when people make plus size, it's on two different tabs on their website. Right. It's on two, like the amount of legwork you have to do to find the same item. So for me, like that's the biggest shift I would love to just go to one place and see a size extra small to a three X, a size zero to a 22 in the same item at the same price at the same website on the same tab, like anthropology, like has started doing that where it will say standard petite plus Hall, you know, uh-huh. and it's on one tab. Right. And you can see all the sizes available instead of having to go to the plus size section. It's like they were following the model at the mall in 1999, where you'd have to go, I don't even know if you know, but like the plus size section in Macy's, in Nordstrom's is like down with the kitchenware. You don't get to right. go to where where normal, normal, quote unquote, where regular standard size shopping is you got to go hide in the corner i don't know what what we if we if we went anywhere if this was helpful to anyone no are you kidding me this was amazing that we we covered so many different topics yeah that's what i mean i hope tell everybody where they can find you and like what they can expect to find when they do find you (laughs) sure thing come and get me all the links (laughs) At Sabrina, S-A-B-R-I-N-A, Chazen, C-H-A-Z-E-N. I'm not very zen, but now it's in my married name. (laughs) Sabrina Chazen on Instagram. I post, you know, all day links to things. I I try to really post things that are only available. Not only, but if I post something 90% of the time, it's available in plus as well. Mm -hmm. I post everything. Sunglasses, skincare, you know, it's it's very lifestyle as we just talked about. Yes. I, sh- I share my whole shtick on like to know it. It's the same Sabrina Chazen. I don't do the rest. I know TikTok's calling, but I just can't open that door. Oh my God. I'm the same <laughs> as you. It is calling and won't yeah. stop calling. And it gets brought up in up. every freaking conversation. Mm. And my agents are like, you need to do it. And I just cannot get myself to even download it same. on my phone. Same. The amount of people that say to me, you are made for TikTok. Yes. You're going to be a TikTok star. And I'm like, too bad. I'm a grandma and I cannot have one more thing. I like, agree. It's, it's already enough to produce the content on the two platforms that we mostly do right. it on, which is like YouTube and Instagram to like have to then develop and edit the same content into a up for a different platform. is just oh. like, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. And I have to tell you, I'm sorry. I despise when I see on Instagram, somebody posts their TikTok and I, I can like it. see the logo. I and hate I'm just it. Like, I'm like, go back to TikTok. Like, it's, it's I know. Not I'm like, get yeah. your font, get that white and black font yeah. out of my face. Like, I me don't want to see that. <laughs> TikTok around the clock somewhere else. Like, it's not for me. You're so good with your puns. You're so oh, smart. I'm going to go do you. hot yoga. Hopefully I don't pop a blood vessel. I went oh. to see this doctor yesterday and her eye was like 
all red. And she said from hot oh. yoga, she popped a blood vessel. I mean, that's enough to tell me namaste home. Like, no way. <laughs> you live in the valley. Like, you don't need any hot yoga. Just go outside and stretch. I know. Like, absolutely I know. Not. I know. I know you I, love that. I just need it thing. guided. I need to. I need like a full hour without my phone, without. Yeah. yeah. So good. I really do believe in that. Like movement. Yeah. Talk about body size. Like weight for me, like when I'm moving my body, I really try and tell everyone, like, if you move your body, it doesn't matter your size. Like you're strong, you're healthy. It helps your mental state, everything. Like, so you go move that body. I believe in that. I will. I know you try to get your walks in, right? Yeah. Like I really, and when I don't, I'm a monster. Like I notice like three days of not walking or not doing the elliptical or not swimming. And I am a different person. And that's when I get down about my body size is when I'm not moving. Like if I haven't moved, I swear three days is the magic number. By day four, I'm dark. I'm bummed. I'm I'm more, you know, things just don't click. Where when you're moving your body, everything is better. And that sounds so weird and so cliche. But Elle Woods told you that endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.